All right, well, welcome everyone to Nerd Unscripted. This is your host and teacher, Tony Ladig. And welcome to today's show. And I thought, you know, we talk about a lot of uh, lifestyle kinds of things and rah-rah and yay, everything's going awesomely and we're achieving our dreams and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, of course, that's all valid and important and all of those things. But um, I thought that for today, it might be interesting to explore the uh, the notion of wanting to quit. Because I think it's probably, well, my audio is really hot. Um, not quite sure why. Let me, let me, before we dig into the training here, let me check my inputs. So I'm not quite sure why it's so. I'll just turn my gains back a little bit. Before I got started, it was not loud enough. Um, so anyway, I thought it would be interesting to talk about quitting because we've all been there. You know, there's been times when I, uh, you know, I think it's pretty safe to say that we've all wanted to throw in the towel. And it can be really tempting whenever we get in that space to kind of make things hard on ourselves and be down on ourselves and everything because, you know, we want to be happy. We want to succeed. We want to achieve everything that we were meant to and all of that. And there are some days when, for whatever reason, um, there can be any number of reasons, where we just want to say, you know what? Screw it. I don't care. And truth be told, I was there yesterday. Um, so I'm not exempt from it any more than any of the rest of you are. Um I'm a very optimistic person. I'm not even a glass half full kind of guy. I'm pretty much glass is totally full. Um, and I just, I, I don't know. I was in a weird space yesterday and I just got to where I was at actually in an auction. Uh, for a while, I left early. I, I spent $5.50 on something for Kristen. And that was it. Um, there were a lot of other things that I was planning to get, and I just, I just didn't even want to be there. Actually, I didn't really want to be anywhere. And I, it's not that anything is wrong with Kristen and I. Nothing like that at all. Um, if anything, we're more solid than ever. But I just had enough, you know. Um, I, I just kind of felt like it doesn't matter how much I do, how much money I make through, you know, all the different things, uh, how many new ideas I have, how many customers I help or what I offer. Then it felt like it didn't really matter what I did. It was never enough and it was never going to be enough ever. That's how I felt. And I probably set a new record in how many times I dropped the F-bomb. 
in the space of an hour <laughs> over this course of several hours because I just really didn't care. I mean, I'm going to keep things PG here today, of course, but um, I was just at the end, you know. Um, in that moment, like midday, I would guess, I just didn't care about anything. I'd have been fine if I never taught another course, never had to deal with another customer, never had to deal with our downtown stores, never started another business, just me, Kristen, a cabin at the beach in the mountains, wherever, and screw everything else. That's pretty much where I was. Some of it was pressure-driven, perhaps. Um, some of it was limiting circumstances, uh, or circumstances that have been limiting, um, temporary ones, of course. But um, for me to get to a place like that is very curious. It's, it's a very curious experience for me because I'm never there, ever. And so... In some respects, like I've never, I used to be years and years ago, I struggled with anxiety and depression and stuff like that and really got past it um, because I recognized the root source of a lot of it. And I think for me, some of it, you know, in being introspective and psychoanalyzing myself, I, I think some of it could you know, come from a feeling of being out of control because I wouldn't necessarily call myself a control freak, even though I have said that about myself before. But there are times where, you know, even the most optimistic person in the world just is tired. I mean, I'm fighting allergies right now. Uh, the weather here is beautiful. It's just absolutely gorgeous. But the trees are celebrating, <laughs> you know, yay, spring is here. Let's dump pollen into the air. <laughs> and so I've been sniffling and hacking and coughing and everything over the last several days, not sleeping. Um, I mean, I was up at quarter after four today, just couldn't sleep. So I finally got out of bed. And, and I just, I think I just got to the end of my rope. I just really had enough. And... I have some thoughts about that. First of all, it's important to pay attention whenever we are feeling overwhelmed or we're feeling pissed off for no apparent reason or we're feeling like we're done, you know, or like we want to quit. There's nothing wrong with feeling those things. It's how we respond to it that really makes the difference. And, I mean, I've learned through experience that whenever you're on a swing like that, it's probably not a good time to make decisions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you'll end up doing something stupid or whatever. But um, what I found is, uh, in my own experience, um, because I'll, I'll hit a spot like this occasionally, usually maybe... I mean, in all honesty, maybe once every year and a half or two years, I'll get into a, a space like this. And normally it only lasts for several hours. 
like yesterday. Um, but what I found is that it's still important to recognize that because, uh, and to embrace it because there's something about, um, our emotions, you know, it's, it's our higher selves trying to get our attention about something. Now, whenever we start feeling that way, it's very, very easy to step into a downward spiral and down the toilet we go, you know, where, you know, it leads into full blown depression and then we lose our energy and will to do anything. And then we start believing all of the BS and all of that. And then you make stupid decisions and you self-sabotage. I mean, it can really go to that length if we allow it to. But at the same time, I also see it as a blessing because, as I said, it's our emotions getting trying to get our attention. Say, hey, you know, uh, you need to pay attention here. And that's how I took it yesterday. Of course, the first thing I did whenever those thoughts came to me was screw off. <laughs> you know, I don't really care. You know, I don't care if my emotions are trying to get my attention or not. I just don't care. Um, but one of the things that kind of caught my eye was um, uh, one of my Facebook friends uh, posts a lot of memes, like an insanely large number of memes. But one of the ones that caught my attention, um, I just logged in there briefly, is he posted this meme and it said, usually he don't do many inspirational themes, even though our memes, that's, even though that's how he lives his life. Um, more of, or most, I would say, of the memes that he posts are more provocative, uh, just to try to get to people, uh, get people to react, which I think is hilarious. I love it. So he'll play both sides of the aisle, you know, just to get people to react. But this one really struck me, especially with where I was. Um, and it said, the universe doesn't hear what you're saying. It only feels the vibration of what you are offering. And even in my frustrated, I'm over it, pissed off state, those words just kind of haunted me a little bit. And so I found myself going, you know, well, since I'm done, since I'm over it and I'm ready to quit everything, um, you know, what message am I putting out to the universe and do I even care? <laughs> you know? and, and so there was this going back and forth. And so what I did was I ultimately, you know, I was just feeling it. And um, so I left the auction early and said, I'm, I'm out, you know, uh, there wasn't anything that happened at the auction, by the way, there wasn't anything like that. It was just, you know, I think just circumstances catching up to me. Plus I'm in an area transition right now with my business and everything and wanting to shift gears in certain areas and, but having to do so in a very structured way. And, you know, I just want to get out there and have the fun rather than have to actually be deliberate about choices. And so 
you know, with all the buildup and everything, I, I came home, I wasn't in a very good mood. And so I decided I was going to just go out to the play space and, you know, our big place that we have out behind our house. Um, it's a thousand, well, it's a two story building, you know, so it's 24 by 36. So almost a thousand square feet on each floor. And the upstairs uh, is completely open with pretty much every kind of craft or maker type of thing you can imagine. Um, it's pretty much all up there. And if it in there, it's on the first floor. Um, but so I just went out there and I've been working on this, uh, this idea for a physical product that I'm going to be licensing. And so I've been working on prototypes and different things like that. So I just decided to go out there and do that, you know, nothing else, just unplug and do art. And, you know, so I was doing some painting and building these little pieces out of foam and, um, uh, some of the components are 3d printed and some of them are, um, uh, cast plastics. I had to make the molds and all that kind of stuff and cast them and everything. And so I was just doing that and, uh, actually turned out pretty badass. If I'm if I'd say so myself, especially in the mood I was in. Uh, but anyway, what I found was it in just taking the time to pull back a little bit and not do anything stupid or rash or anything, but just allow that emotion to process through and to learn from it. You know, uh, what I found was it really, uh, circumvented the process that could have lasted for days. And, you know, ultimately it just filtered down to a few hours. Uh, well, more than a few, several hours, but still, uh, by the end of the night, I was feeling a little bit better. And I, I mean, I just even kind of got to the place where, um, I just honestly didn't care. Um, as I mentioned earlier, like the idea of teaching another course, even though I have one that's starting tomorrow and I'm in the middle of another and expert media university tonight. It's like, I just have nothing else to give. Like I'm, I'm empty. That's how I felt. It isn't true, but it's how I felt like I'm empty. I'm over it. I have nothing else to say, nothing else to give. You know, if you can't learn what I've offered over the last 13 years, then I'm not the person to follow. You know, that's just kind of where I was yesterday. Meanwhile, you know, Kristen's like, Hey, I just got ideas for 13 new courses. <laughs> you know, I'm like, that's awesome for you. Go away. I mean, that's just kind of how I felt. Uh, usually it's the other way around. So it's kind of funny. Uh, she even commented this morning. She's like, it's kind of weird. Like whenever you're up, I'm down. And whenever you're down, I'm up. And, um, you know, thank God we're not both down at the same time. That'd be a disaster. But, uh, Long story short is that whenever we feel like we want to quit, maybe there are things that we need to quit. You know, um, sometimes we do things out of obligation or responsibility or whatever, because especially, you know, if you 
give your word about something and you should be a person of your word. You know, integrity is kind of important. Um, then follow through with what you said you were going to do. But by the same token, um, there are times where we just make decisions in the heat of the moment and then we have to actually walk those through when we shouldn't have. Or we bite off more than we could chew or, you know, whatever the case may be. And I don't think for me it was so much that. Um, because I thrive on being busy. Like I, uh, Kristen and I, actually, the more we aren't busy, the more business ideas we get it's the weirdest thing in the world and so we do our best to stay busy pretty much on a regular basis doing the actual businesses that we have now just because you know if we stuck if we god forbid we took off for a weekend we'd have probably four new businesses launched by then now understand you that or understand that even though we have a lot of businesses and it does take some fortitude to keep on top of those things. We don't do all that stuff ourselves. You know, uh, we were talking to, uh, we had a business meeting actually, um, on, let's see, when was it? Sunday. And, uh, for a new venture <laughs> that if it all falls into place, the way it looks like it's going to, it's going to be a hell of a ride. Um, and uh, so we're just kind of pacing things slow and it involves starting like three new businesses simultaneously. Um, but it's, well, I'll give more details later when it all falls into place. But we are talking and <laughs> the guy, he's a developer and he's like, so why do you guys want to do more? Like, why, why do you want to start more? Uh, if you already have two retail stores and two online businesses and all of this and that, like why do more? And I don't know that I've ever been asked that quite the way he put it, but we're both like, because that's what we do. You know, it's who we are as a person. That's why we're here on this planet, you know? Um, but like, uh, we are giving some examples and, you know, Kristen explained, like we have our stores downtown and, I love our stores. I mean, they're awesome. Um, I'm looking forward to when they're actually in the black, <laughs> which isn't quite yet, but retail takes time. Um, they're doing better and better every week, which has been exciting. But that said, even though we have these two great stores that we've built, um, I'm, I'm there like once a week for an hour, and that's for the employee meeting. You know, we meet with our managers and system managers once a week, every Thursday. And so I'm there um, for those meetings. And that's pretty much it. Unless, you know, I just feel like going in and playing video games in the arcade or whatever. But uh, Kristen is more hands-on. She's uh, more, uh, she goes there once a week because she has an office downtown and all of that. But we trust our managers. Our managers run our stores. So we don't have to, um, but where our strengths are is in starting, you know, the startups and getting things going and putting the right people in place and all of that. And then letting them do their thing. We manage, you know, Kristen more than me even, cause I'm mostly doing online stuff. 
Um, but I don't know, maybe for me, it just kind of came to the, you know, that seed that was planted on Sunday of him saying, why do more? Um, maybe it was just my higher self giving me pause enough to see, do we need to do more? One of the things that we've discovered that is really vital um, in any kind of situation, especially when you feel like quitting, is whenever you're presented with an opportunity or an idea, whether it's for a full-blown business or a new product or a new book to write or new anything, um, any opportunity is to hold on to it with an open hand, completely unattached to the outcome. And, you know, just even today, Kristen was, uh, she's drawn up an email to send to the guy because we had made this proposal and everything. And um, we're basically in a place of, if it comes together, it comes together. If it doesn't come together, we're okay with that too. Like completely unattached to the outcome. And it's awesome to be in that place. So for me, the fact that, you know, yesterday I was ready to quit. And then by the end of the night, I was not planning to quit. Like I knew all along that there's no way I'm going to quit anything. It's just how I was feeling. I, cause I felt like in that moment of time, um, things seemed like they were out of control, uh, out of my control anyway. Um, things seemed like didn't matter what I did. Nothing ultimately mattered. People don't care. Um, but that's just me. Pity party, feel sorry for myself, whatever the case may be. And that's okay. But, um, and I just saw Mark mention something about birthday. I think, I think, um, I had that thought, not yesterday, but the day before, like my birthday day. Um, I just, it affected me. There's no doubt about that. I mean, we spent a large part of the day at an auction, uh, which was my choice. And then we went to Barnes and Noble and all of that and had dinner and everything. And so, you know, doing things that we enjoy doing, which was great, but I think that is some of it, perhaps, you know, just the reality check of here I am. I just turned 57. Am I cool with what I'm doing? You know? And so I think that that's actually a very healthy question to ask, you know, to evaluate where you are, what you're doing, you know, is it really what you're supposed to be doing? Now I can tell you with certainty, the last thing in the world that I would ever want to do is completely unplug. Like it would drive me freaking insane. I, I just, you know, people talk about, you know, going away in some secluded Island and just relax and go to the beach and all that. Like that would be fine for me for like the morning <laughs> of one day. And then after that, it's like, okay, so where's the internet cafe again? Or, you know, whatever. Cause I just got this idea. <laughs> so, um, and what's funny is we were talking to this, uh, business developer guy, uh, real estate developer. And, uh, he's the same way. He's a few years older than me, about five years older than I am. But, um, he used to be in a furniture business among other things. And after he retired from that, uh, 
you know, he was pretty much over it as well and decided that he was going to uh, go to Bermuda and get a house and live happily ever after. And a friend of his, I don't remember if I shared this last week or not, but a friend of his recommended that he take a month and do that rather than just go down and buy. And so he did that and realized that that was the stupidest idea ever in his life. Like, there's no freaking way I could just spend all my time on an island like that because he's an entrepreneur like we are. And, um, you know, so he came back and started new businesses. <laughs> and I, I totally get that. Like, I understand that. It's how I'm wired. And so I love adventure. I love exploring. I love doing all those things. But by the same token, I just, um, at the end of the day, I love doing what I do. It's not that it necessarily has to look the same and it's probably not going to. Um, I can see some transitional things showing up in the future for me, which I'm excited about. And some of it involves more retail and all that kind of stuff. Um, and some of it is, you know, uh, something different, some new directions, <coughs> but I appreciate the fact that yesterday happened just because it provided a reality check for me, you know, um, because, uh, you guys here represent kind of an inner core, um, for uh, like a definite subset of my larger customer base. And you've pretty much heard it all <laughs> over the last year of me t talking and rambling about all kinds of craziness. And um, one of the things that I'm exploring right now and have been for a while, I've been giving it thought for ever since the new year started, honestly, is what's next? Like I'm constantly asking that, what's next? Partly because I want to make sure that I don't just fall into a trap of the mundane doing the same thing over and over again. And, um, certainly with training and all of that, being a, a teacher, um, teaching courses and, um, skills and those kinds of things, I'm constantly looking at what's next. Because if you think about it, many of you have been following me for years and there's a lot of different topics that I'm pretty darn knowledgeable on. Um, public domain, of course, which quite a number of people have followed me over the years just because of that. Uh, product creation, which is a natural outset of public domain. Um, photography, um, illustrations, you know, miniatures, like all of it inter intertwines. Publishing in all of its forms and design, book design and all of that. Like all of those are skill sets that I have and function really well in them. And I, I enjoy all of it. I, I just really love teaching on that stuff. But after 13 years of teaching on all that stuff, I feel like in a lot of respects, I've just exhausted those topics, you know, because um, I've taught a lot in case you haven't noticed. And so that's why I've been looking at what's next. And I, last year I experimented with a few things like genealogy and game design and, you know, some of those kinds of things, which I also really enjoy a lot. 
Uh, and so I'm going to, uh, I'm planning to continue to just kind of push those envelopes out a little bit further. Uh, I'm working on a, a question, not questionnaire. What are they called? A poll, I guess. Um, just to kind of get some feelers for where people are and where they want to learn and those kinds of things as well. And so I think just, uh, yesterday was the result of a lot of different things. Survey. Thank you, Liz. Uh, was, you know, me turning another year older, me kind of in transition of what's next. Um, excited about some new directions and, you know, frustrated over other dynamics that are just playing out very temporary kinds of things. And so I think that it was just a culmination of all of that. Now, Here's what could have happened. What could have happened is that I just built a house there, so to speak. You know, that I just took that feeling and, and meditated on that and allowed that to shape my future. Allowed that to control where, you know, what the next step was. And I've been there and done that too. Um, and it was interesting, the last time I was in a space somewhat similar to this uh, was probably two, three years ago, something like that. And, uh, and it cost me. I was there for quite a while, not, you know, deep down in the doldrum, so to speak, but just kind of waffling a little bit uh, in that particular time. Not quite sure what I wanted to be when I grew up. Uh, it was right before we started the stores. And um, so I was waffling a little bit, uh, actually a lot. And the funny thing is, it's actually not funny at all, but it cost me. Like just by being in that place for the period of time that I was, cost me $150,000, $200,000 just in lost income because of decisions that I made or rather didn't make <laughs> um, and how I handled things in my business and all of that. And so, you know, I kind of learned that I didn't want to repeat that again, of course, but I've also gotten a lot smarter and I've really learned how to pay attention to what's going on. You know, sometimes I guess we just get tired for a while, <laughs> you know, we get tired of doing what we're doing, even when you love it. Um, it can just be um, amazing. And now that I'm talking and just kind of thinking and processing while I'm talking, uh, one of the other interesting things that happened that honestly could have contributed, it's kind of like a triple whammy of sorts, <coughs> excuse me, is that this deal that we're working on is huge. And um, it has a lot of amazing potential and where like a lot of things that we had planned out a few years into the future are all coming together. And I, I think I mentioned this last week that it just kind of left us stunned in a very good way. Um, uh, and it felt not really overwhelming from the perspective of... Um, a lot of work, but 
it did feel overwhelming from the perspective of, wow, this is all coming together, and I didn't imagine it coming together this quickly. And so I think that actually factored into it as well, where, um, you know, there was so much cool things happening, so much good things happening, um, combined with me getting older, combined with me looking in new directions and all of that, that it was just like a reverse vacuum kind of thing, just, um, and, uh, fortunately I didn't stay there. I didn't live there, but it's fun to talk about because we, uh, You know, sometimes I think we just need to unplug. And one thing that was really interesting that I noticed, see, when did I notice it? Certainly this morning, I guess. This morning I, I got up, um, I was up about quarter after four. <coughs> and so I was doing some work. And then um, I we needed to some bottled water or something. So I ran to Walmart. It was about six. And I stepped outside and all the birds were doing their thing. They were chirping and singing their songs and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it was about 50 degrees, so which is like my favorite temperature. I love like right in that zone, 50 to 55. Growing up in the mountains, um, which I did, you know, <laughs> I've always been in the mountains. Uh, so the smells that you pick up, um, you know, in the early morning when it's just not cold, but not warm either. And then all the bird chatter going on simultaneously in the fresh air. And we had some fog a little bit, just kind of wafting here and there. And it hit me as I was walking out to my car, like I literally stopped in the middle of the driveway just walking out to the car and took a couple of deep breaths. And it's like, I think I actually need to just be out in nature for a while, you know, just to get out, get my feet on the ground. Um, there's a place near where we live here called bear Valley. Uh, it's a place that I've gone to ever since I was a kid. And it's awesome because, well, first of all, cool name <laughs> bear Valley. Um, but there's like, um, these little mini waterfalls and a stream and all that kind of stuff there. And, uh, there's, uh, zero cell reception. So you can't get a signal to save your life. Uh, God forbid something happened, but you know, it's a total dead zone because it's down in the middle of two mountains and, uh, the smells and everything the, from the pines and the water running through and the smells, the sounds, all of it is just really refreshing and resetting. And uh, we also have a, a park, a state park not far from us, the other direction. It's like five or six miles heading toward Gettysburg that is also very much that way where you can just kind of, they have trails and stuff there and we like to go over there. And it just, that's part of what hit me is that I've spent the entire winter fall and winter and early spring like many of us have mostly stuck indoors because you know it's cold or snowing or whatever and you have work to do and being busy and all of that 
And uh, so I think sometime in the next few days, uh, at least for a couple hours, I need to maybe grab... I don't mind, like, being out there is one thing. But what I do there, like, I enjoy hiking and all that kind of stuff. But even, like, one thing I used to do when I was single was just take my laptop to those places and work there. Um, I mean, Bear Valley I can't because there's no cell signal. But, um, but like, to some of the other parks, just to be around the sounds of nature and um, the smells and everything, and then just sit there and work is pretty awesome um, and very refreshing instead of, I mean, my office is pretty cool and stuff, <laughs> especially with all the toys and everything that's in here, but it's still not like being outdoors, you know? And uh, so anywho, maybe that's uh, going to be me in the next couple days is getting out there, but I want to some comments and questions have come in, mostly comments, and I want to take some time to just kind of read through that, uh, through them. <coughs> um, Tony says, it's not so much as wanting to quit, more like choosing a path that suits me best. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely part of it. I think it's important to reevaluate. One thing I've learned is that if we don't take time to reevaluate, especially in certain situations, that reevaluation is forced upon us. You know, if we don't listen to our body's messages, if we don't listen to, you know, the universe or our higher self or whatever, um, it gets to where we are interrupted <laughs> one way or another. And uh, so... You know, I'd love to say that I always hear everything every single time and I always have it all figured out, but that's just not reality, you know? And so that's one of the reasons why I wanted to share this today. It wasn't so much that, you know, um, shit happens and then we go on, but it was more to communicate that, you know, even though I share a lot of positive experiences and have a lot of cool stuff happen, no doubt about it, I'm not immune to crappy days just any more than anyone else is you know it happens and uh and i'm okay with it because i'm smart enough to know that you can't live there and i see some folks you know you can't miss them on social media um it seems like you know they build a freaking condo there and so everything is drama everything that they touch goes to crap. And I refuse to be that person, you know, to be that guy where, you know, it's just one thing after another, after another, after another, after another. It's like, Jesus already, come on, you know. Um, so I'm grateful in the perspective of, you know, I have a wife who loves me and who, you know, supports my insanity. <laughs> However, whatever form that takes. And, uh, you know, we give each other space when, when it's needed. And uh, we're there to give each other hugs when it's needed. And that's awesome. You know.
<laughs> Mark says, I am a just having a glass is good enough kind of guy most of the time. I can relate to that too. I just have multiple sets of glasses. Uh, Liz says, do you think it might have something to do with trying to do too much and not taking a break? I mean, a real break from it all, because it sounds to me for all the trainings that I've taken with you, you're more energetic, energetic than the ever ready uh, bunny. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm certainly open to consider it. Maybe um, I am smart enough to know that it affects your health eventually. And I certainly don't want that. Um, a lot of me, how I sound today is allergies. It's not me being depressed. Um, my throat has had a tickle in it for the last four days. It doesn't seem to go away. And, uh, and plus sinus congestion, thanks to the local pollen. Um, so there's that dynamic as well. But most of the time, I mean, I honestly don't feel tired. Uh, I feel energized, uh, even mentally. Um, I've been mentally exhausted before, and I've burned out before. I know what that feels like, and it's not fun. And I know what the warning signs are for that, for feeling burnout. And I haven't noticed those. You know, I think I was just frustrated. Um, you know? Because there were some unexpected things that came up that, well, were unexpected. <laughs> and I thought I had addressed them, and it actually didn't help. <laughs> what I did didn't help the situation. And so I think some of it was just me, you know, having a pity party, if for lack of a better way of saying it. I think some of it was just that. And then, you know, once I took a step in that direction... Then it's like everything, you know, it's like the whole take me down to depression, me too movement kind of thing. Like, yeah, and this is going on and this is going on and this is going on. And finally, it's like, you know what, guys, you know, all the voices inside my head, just knock it off. You know, give me a freaking break for a minute here. Um, and then I recovered, you know, I snapped back. I wouldn't say I'm 100 percent, but I'm certainly well on that path. Um, this is a really good point um, because I, I've had this thought. Uh, Tony says, I wonder if there really is something in astrology. We're both Aries and I've been feeling fed up, etc. this past week too. You're not the first person to say that to me. Um, that popped up somewhere else. And so I, you know, who knows <laughs> is ultimately where I am with it right now. I mean, who knows? Uh, William says, uh, just joined. So I missed the beginning of your burnout story. I'm not surprised my friend, given that you, Given what you've told us about recently, we all have our limits, both physical and psychological. Uh, time for a long weekend, at least at the beach. 
or the mountain cabin. Uh, now that your emotions have gotten your attention, it's time to act. Well, maybe so. <laughs> Tony says, why do more? Ask Sam Walton. Exactly. That's a good point. Yeah, I think you're right, Mark. Uh, Mark says, maybe the physical work you did in your awesome play space was your link to the here and now and being present so your brain wasn't allowed to drag you any further away or any longer. Kristen has had the same experience. Like, if she's really struggling with something, she'll go out there and work. Uh, just unplug and do art. And that's been really refreshing for her as well. Um, he says, this works for me only when the work is something I choose and not obligated to do. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Liz is mentioning about how a lot of what I've taught in the past uh, seems to morph into new things. And that is absolutely true, and I recognize that. Um, it's funny how... Like, I'll be... I'd love to say that I understand how my brain works sometimes, like how ideas just come to me. I know that it it's inspiration and all of that. Like I know all of that, but sometimes it is just the craziest cool thing where one moment I've got absolutely nothing, like no direction, no clue, no anything. And the next minute I have the idea and I'm off to the races and a complete outline and the whole nine yards, just, just like that. Like I'm really grateful for that. I'm, I don't want to, um, ever take that for granted just because it's, it's crazy how it works. Yeah, maybe you're right, William. He says, you're tired, my friend, plus you're not feeling well. You have a lot on your plate. The next right step is a long weekend getaway. Perhaps so. Uh, <laughs> no, there's no motels in Bear Valley. There's actually, there's a pavilion <laughs> with like a picnic table or two. And that's it. I mean... You know, even parts of the road, like you can get to the pavilion and you're pretty good. And most vehicles, I don't know that I'd take my Mustang up there, um, but the Mercedes is fine. But after that, it's like Kristen's Jeep all the way, <laughs> which we did last year. We actually drove that road in her Jeep because you wouldn't want to take a regular car on it. It's just, it's washed out and all kinds of stuff. And uh, Mark says, I, I've let my 
subconscious create the other shoe to drop when things went well. And yeah, there's a lot of truth in that, that we do do that sometimes. Well, and I appreciate that about you, Jess. Um, he was sharing about how he's worked on uh, creating an online business and how much he spent and all of that, and that he's just not quitting, you know, no matter what. Um, and I appreciate that. That's, that's an important part of the process that a lot of people don't understand, you know. And back to... Um, you know, comments about a lot on our plate or anything. To be honest, most of the time we don't really notice it or we don't really think about it. The only time it really comes into our awareness is all is when at all is when Kristen and I start explaining what we have going on at any given time and like what we're actually doing. And then all of a sudden it's like, like, as we're talking about it and we're enthusiastic and energized and sharing this and that and the other, and then we, you know, just kind of immerse or come out of that and notice the faces of the people that we're talking to and they look like, what the hell are you people doing? <laughs> you know, uh, it's kind of funny. And even like after our meeting on Sunday, I told her, I'm like, we freaking do a lot <laughs> um but you know i can't explain it but it doesn't seem like we do it doesn't feel like we do i mean because we do schedule a lot of time where i mean man if you guys only knew i, I mean i do a lot no doubt about it but to be honest it just feels like half the time i goof off i mean it just feels that way like I'm goofing off. I'm certainly, I'm whenever I'm working, I'm very hyper-focused to the point where the world doesn't exist. Um, and then I unplug and maybe it's that those pattern interrupts that I've built into my, how my workflow that help preserve my sanity. I don't know, but um, it, it, I just had this memory come back to me once where, or just now where years ago, and maybe this is all related to who knows, you know, I'm rambling and I'm sorry, but not sorry. Um, years ago I worked for, I think I've shared a story before, but I worked for this Christian publisher, uh, destiny image. It's where I got my start in design. So I worked there from 1993 until 2000. And about halfway through uh, my time there, I had designed this magazine ad for, um, I think it was for Christian Retailer or one of those. So it was a big ad, like 11 by 14 or something. And uh, we wanted to highlight a couple of our authors. And it seems to me it was like um, T.D. Jakes and um, Dr. Miles Monroe and somebody else. And or maybe it was just those two guys. 
And I got the bright idea to um, design the ad to look like an 1850s wanted poster from the Wild West. And, you know, to just try to get the point across that their books are wanted. And so I had their pictures there and it was on like this antique looking paper and everything. Um, the way I designed it, because it was all done in Photoshop. And uh, I thought it looked super cool. So, uh, and the publisher signed off on it and everything. He had a little bit of a question about the tint of the paper, and, you know, I adjusted that. So whenever the magazine came out, he felt that it was too dark. And got really upset with me. And um, just like his board of directors was there for a meeting. And so they were in the next room over. And uh, he was like yelling at me on the top of his lungs. He was so pissed off at this ad. And saying that if I wasn't so important to his company and all of that, that I'd be out on the street and... I mean, just, it was very tough. Um, but it wasn't as tough as the look on the board members' faces whenever I came out of the office. And then later, having some of them come up to me and give me a hug and tell me that it was all going to be okay. Then I felt humiliated, you know, because I knew they all heard, you know. Um, and I told the general manager who is one of the board members, um, I told the general manager, I said, you know, that's uncalled for. Like what he did was uncalled for. And I can run 110 miles an hour all day long. As long as I don't get a side wind, like you catch me off guard and it'll knock me right out of the race, but you leave me alone and let me do my job. Then I can run as fast and as long as you guys need me to. And she talked to him later, but not, nothing really was the same after that. The slight vindication, however, that I got was that the ad won an award. <laughs> and um, the, the magazine that the, um, that the ad was published in are the ones that, that gave the awards like the top uh, magazine ad of the year or something like that. And so they took the magazine ad and uh, laminated it in plastic and made this big framed print and, you know, award-winning ad or whatever it was and shipped it to the publisher, which, you know, of course, he felt the obligation to display it, even though it was the very ad that he absolutely hated and threatened to fire me over. And I think sometimes that's, I, I don't have that kind of crazy bullshit in my life now. I just don't. Um, but sometimes I think I do feel like as long as, you know, I don't get these side wins, I'm good. I'm golden. And whenever they do happen occasionally, which they do, um, whether it's, you know, health, like, you know, someone said earlier or whatever, it just derails me for a moment. But I, I think the lesson for all of us here is that it's fine to uh, embrace what's going on with our emotions and all of that in a moment, whether it's being burned out or tired or whatever the case may be. Um, embrace that. 
you know, it's a warning. It's a message, you know, because we got there for some reason, right? Like that happened for some reason. And I appreciate all of you sharing your different thoughts and ideas about that. It certainly gives me um, things to think about and meditate on for sure. Um, but to me, it really does come down to for all of us, because we all get in that spot. It really comes down to what we do next. Like, what's next? Do we choose to live there in our little pity party world? Or do we, as William and others have suggested, take time to get away for a little while just to rejuvenate and, you know, all of that? Um, I would much prefer to acknowledge it, embrace it, thank it, and move on. And that's been my response with it which is why I didn't like cancel today, which was never even a thought, but still. Um, and, uh, of course, from this point forward, there's going to be other opportunities. I'm quite positive where, you know, there'll be times again where it's like, I think I'm over all this now. <laughs> But for me, like life is constantly evolving. I think it's the case for all of us. Um, and, you know, I can be bright, shiny, just like the rest of y'all. Um, that is certainly the case. Good Lord. But yet within that, um, we have the awesome opportunity to pick and choose what we want to give our time and attention to. And uh, I think that is really where the uh, energy comes from is like Mark mentioned earlier, if I'm doing it because I choose to rather than out of obligation, the energy is different there. And so regardless of what you're doing with your work, you know, whether it's online or your own business or working for someone else, if you aren't getting joy out of it and you're, and you're not being energized by what you're doing, then it's time to find something else. <coughs> no matter how hard that decision is, you know, like for, I've entertained the thought, honestly, yesterday, of course, but at other times I'll check in every so often, you know, um, should we still be doing the stores? You know, I'll just use that as an example. Should we still, you know, should we still be doing the stores? You know, what about toy box? What about Nerdvana? I mean, we're, Christmas just wrapping up numbers yesterday and, you know, actual cost versus income is definitely upside down right now, but they're both very young stores. And so it's understanding that sometimes in business, it takes a while for things to stand on their own, whether it's online or offline. I mean, I, I remember like with what Jess was mentioning earlier, I remember for the longest time, I could not figure out the formula to get consistency from an income perspective and it freaked me the hell out. I mean, more than not and constantly worried about it, um, constantly struggled with it. And I remember whenever I had a hundred dollars a day, five days in a row, like that was a big deal. And, uh, you know, I actually <laughs> took my family out to dinner and was like, wow, I did this five days in a row. If I can do it five days in a row, I can do more, you know? And so that became a catalyst for me. <coughs> uh, 
that really propelled me on. But ultimately, um, what I discovered was that every time I hit a, a, a roadblock, like yesterday is a good example. Every time I hit a roadblock, which I've hit many of them over the years, it was a reminder of the next level requires evolution. You know, um, time to level up, time to change. And that's never been business strategies, new business ventures. It's never been any of that. The only time I've ever seen an increase in my income or my business blowing up or anything like that, every single time without fail, it ultimately came down to me evolving personally, you know, emotionally, whatever the case may be. Um, and then somehow after figuring out, um, certain things, I wouldn't be doing anything more in my business, but my income would double. I'm like not even doing anything more. But my attitude was different. My point of view was different. My emotional response was different. And so I'm thinking that maybe that's part of what's going on too. I think it's kind of all the above because I did have an insight uh, that came to me over the weekend. I just remembered this where, um, Well, I'm not going to get into details because it's incredibly personal and involves my ex-wife and I don't need to share it. But um, it like I had this insight as to uh, a core behind certain ways that I respond in certain situations and that the root of that uh, goes back to um, my first marriage. And I... Like it made sense to me whenever it came to me, but I haven't really known how exactly to flip the switch on it and how to deal with it. And so now that I'm kind of thinking about it, talking out loud, um, it also makes me wonder if perhaps that wasn't contributing as well, because it's an unresolved something. I mean, I can't say that I felt freedom from it yet, but yet it's there. And, you know, uh, very often whenever we get insights about ourselves, what I found for me, and so it may be true for you too, I don't know, but what I found for me is that very often we'll get like an insight, you know, like I've shared before about how <coughs> I used to have these anger issues that ultimately I realized after a long period of time that it was related to my great grandmother passing when I was eight and not being able to say goodbye you know that an eight-year-old boy didn't know how to deal with the emotions of losing his favorite you know grandmother or great-grandmother and so i stuffed him and then as an adult they came out in the form of anger because they had no place to go they had no resolution to them and so once I officially said goodbye to her and paid my respects and all of that, and I talked to my mom and dad about it as well. So this is like 15 years ago. Um, all that went away. Like that anger went away. 
And uh, so it that particular experience really caught my attention that sometimes we'll get an insight into something. We just don't know what to do with it. You know, like you have an anger problem and you need to figure out where that's coming from. And I mean, my great grandmother would have been, you know, not even on the bottom of the list of the source. Turns out it was the source and how I responded to that. So um, we can feel a little bit helpless or stuck or whatever until the solution reveals itself. And that's kind of what happened over the weekend with me is, um, you know, there was. Well, I can I can tell you the part of the struggle that came to me, the solution we don't need to discuss. But uh, one of the things that I noticed is that I am very short fused at times when um, when it comes to uh, people who. I'm trying to think of a politically correct way of saying this. Um, uh, people who are um, habitually lazy uh, or indecisive or things like that, um, like where they can't make up their mind or, you know, rather than uh, think for themselves and figure things out, they just rely on other people. So like an entitled kind of thing, like those types of attitudes have really traditionally driven me crazy, which is probably one of the really great reasons why I love having Tisha as a customer support person for me, because it means that I don't have to be in there every day. Um, and so I just figured that, you know, it wasn't that I felt that I was better than them or anything like that, but I mean, you know, I was more of the opinion that, you know, I'm surrounded by stupid people, not referring to Kristen or anything like that. Like no one in particular comes to mind. I just felt like, you know, I've even made the statement at times, like how on earth has some third world country not already invaded and taken over America because we're full of stupid people. <coughs> and so I just never really took that as anything other than just what it was, you know, but then, um, but I noticed it like, because it would get so frustrated at times, you know, it's like, come on, you know, make a choice, make a decision for crying out loud. It's not hard here. Let me pick for you. You know, that kind of thing. And I, so I never really gave it much thought other than the fact that it was there and road rage, kind of the same thing. Not that I have a lot of road rage, but sometimes like, I don't know how you are. This is a bit of a ramble, but I'll be bringing it back in shortly. Um, like manufacturers, automobile manufacturers put turn signals in cars for a reason. You know, it's to let everyone else around you know that you're turning, right? But yet it seems like some people feel have felt exempt from that. Like they don't need to use turn signals. They don't need to drive the speed limit. They can just change lanes whenever they want. They can, you know, run through red lights without recourse. And so that kind of thing has bothered me as well, you know, um, because it's like, 
hello, how am I supposed to know that you're turning left right now? <laughs> you know, because I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing. And as soon as you let me know, you know, that kind of thing. And so I've not really seen that as a negative behavior that I've had, just one a negative behavior that other people have. Until the thought came to me one day, you know, uh, that those feelings of frustration with others, whether it's not using the return signal or not being able to decide between a hamburger or a cheeseburger or whatever the case may be, actually had a root in something. And the moment that that thought came to me and I gave it any time at all to think about, I realized that it was 100% correct. And that I was the one who had the problem. Not that the people should be off the hook for not using return signals. I mean, you know, you should obey the law. But, um, but I'm not responsible for them. I'm responsible for me. And so I've been in this place um, for ever since the idea or the thought came to me. So it's been several days. Uh, maybe it was the end of last week. Uh, where... I don't know how to address it. Like, I don't know what to do about it. It's there. So now I'm aware that it's there. But I've been in that state that I hate and that you probably all hate, where being aware of something, a behavior, and knowing how to get rid of it are not the same thing. <laughs> it drives me crazy sometimes. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, that's it. And then it's done and you're on to the next thing. But that experience hasn't happened to me yet. So I've been kind of wavering a little bit there too because it involves my previous marriage and, you know, all of that. And so I have to walk very carefully with that dynamic as well. And so I guess maybe that could contribute to the whole thing. Maybe I'm just in this vortex of culminating ideas and I could use a really good break. <laughs> Who knows? My only request to the universe right now is, let's figure this shit out quickly so I can get on with life. <laughs> That's kind of where I am. Oh, interesting. Vicky says, oh gosh, I'm an Aries too, and that's exactly how I'm feeling. So maybe it is an Aries thing, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Vicky also says, uh, I think that sometimes when we're overwhelmed, it's a sign that we need to be still and be in the moment and not busy, just to be. Yep. Yeah, and she also mentioned counting blessings. Uh, gratitude is really important, and that is something that I pay attention to on a regular basis. And Lori says, you and Kristen do a lot because you've learned a few important things. Hire out an extreme focus. Don't micromanage, believe in others and help them. Always be improving yourselves and reevaluating yourself in life and be ever grateful. That is a perfect summary. That's it. Yeah. And she said, most of us struggle with just two or three of these. You guys do quite well with, with them most of the time, but you never crash. And that really is it. I mean, that's how we do what we do. Exactly how what you just described there. That's how we do it. Um, 
good Lord, if we try to do all this ourselves, you know, well, I already don't have hair, <laughs> you know, but if I did, it would probably fall out. I mean, I have a little bit that tries to look important, but <laughs> it's a futile effort. Like my hair gets a half an inch long and I look like, uh, um, uh, uncle Fester from <laughs> the, uh, Adam's family or whatever. It just kind of sticks out the side of my head. <laughs> Mark says, when I grow up, I want to have your productivity organization skills. I can produce like nobody's business, but I'm shot out of a cannon most of the time and described as shiny by my own ability to be distracted. Yeah, it's a good point, William. Um, and I've actually taught this, I think, but you're right. I didn't even think about this for right now. Uh, just because all you do is not in your conscious mind doesn't mean that it isn't weighing on your mind. Transition periods, which is really what this is, require more energy than periods of maintenance. Remember that the brain uses a minimum of 20% of all your energy. The more we think, the more energy we use. Therefore, Periods of transition require more energy than periods of maintenance. We all need a break from time to time to rest and recover our energy, both physical and psychic. Do the Tony test. Can you knock out a street light right now? <laughs> I probably could knock out a, a match right now, to be honest with you. Yeah, and he says, Napoleon Hill and the New Age writers in the early 1900s got it right. It is all about our mind. We all have to get the mind right first. Everything else flows out from where our mind is. Yeah, and it's those guys who actually put me on that path. You know, reading books like The Master Key System and Think and Grow Rich and um, a lot of those uh, early books like that. I have them all. I mean, whenever I got into public domain stuff, those were the first books I discovered and downloaded was all of those and read them, of course. <laughs> Liz, Liz makes a good point. She says, cars these days are almost thinking for people because people do stupid things. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good point William made about why we haven't been invaded. Because we actually do have the strongest military. And uh, an armed citizen population. Yeah, the one thing that, that's why, you know, whenever I see um, folks who are disrespectful toward our military or toward our vets or whatever... That's just flat out righteous anger right there. Like, you know, people who take their, uh, their freedoms for granted and then disrespect the very people who are protecting them. 
That's not okay at any time. Uh, Lori says, the new moon on April 5th, you may find it a bit arduous. You may feel the job to be strenuous because both Saturn and Pluto will be in hard angle to the sun and moon. Taskmaster Saturn will test your mettle, so his challenge can actually inspire a positive step. If your birthday falls on or near April 5th, plus or minus five days, you will feel this new moon more strongly than most. And something new is likely to come up in any area of your life. Well, there you go. <laughs> it certainly helps explain it. That's where I think a statement like all things work together for good. <laughs> you know, and I kind of see that. And I certainly practice that. That even when things don't necessarily go the way we expect or when we expect, they still go. And uh, I just choose to believe that they're going to go in my favor. And Chris and I have this constant thing back and forth where whenever we're faced with something and we're not sure how it's going to work out, she will tell you, she'd be the first to tell you, my response is always, I don't know how, but I just know that it is. You know, I know that somehow or another it's going to work out. And so now, whenever it does work out, and we had one of those experiences yesterday, by the way, which was crazy cool. <coughs> now I just text like, you know what I always say, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> and it really is true. So anyway, thank you all very much for what you shared today. Um, I appreciate it. Um... I really value our time together here and excuse my stuffy stuffiness. I just feel this yuck building up of my sinuses all of a sudden. Um, but thank you all very much. I really appreciate your comments, your feedback. It means a lot to me. Um, and, uh, kind of, well, if I had hair, I'd, you know, I appreciate the fact of letting my hair down, but nothing would change <laughs> in my current state. If I let my hair down, it would just still kind of be there. So anyway, um, thank you again very much. I hope you have an awesome rest of the week. And we will reconvene here next Tuesday at 10 a.m. <laughs>